Welcome to The Better's Verdict, a Herbert Smith Freehills podcast on gambling law, sports law, and crypto law. Thrilled today to have back on the pod a gambling regulations reporter and editor for Elite Sports New York and XL Media, our returning champion, Robert Linehan. Welcome back. Well, Stephen, thanks again for having me back on. A lot has happened since the last time we talked. I think the last time we talked, Governor Cuomo had just... I think he had just approved the budget and he had just included uh, sort of the framework for online sports betting in New York. That was all the way back uh, in May, I believe. And man, since then, you know, it, it's sort of been a wait and see approach. Uh, the first big deadline was July 1st. That was going to be when the New York Gaming Commission would publish its uh, request for application for New York online sports betting platform operators. Uh, that was the day that they were sort of going to publish the framework of what potential platform uh, operators uh, would have to bid, or they'd have to include in their bids uh, uh, to run sports betting in the state. Uh, and these platform provider spots, yeah. these, were, these were coveted spots, right? Because there's not going to be a limitless number of them. No. So basically, the Gaming Commission is going to have to select two platform providers. And of in, in these platform providers, in their bid packages, the platform providers have to include two platform operators, which are going to be sort of the front end of the um, what you're going to be seeing for the New York online sports betting program. They're, they're kind of going to be like your skins, like they'll be like the DraftKings or the FanDuel's of the world. But that being said, uh, DraftKings and FanDuel's, uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, they can both uh, submit bids to be a platform provider and a platform operator. The whole thing is a little convoluted. Uh, and as I said, uh, that was due on July 1st. Uh, that was a self-imposed July 1st deadline. They missed the deadline, the Gaming Commission, uh, and they didn't end up publishing the request for applications until July 9th. So they're already not off on the uh, on the best foot, but uh, the, the process is underway. Um, not, not too late, though. They were just a few days behind, so... Just a few days behind, but when you put out a deadline and you have months to hit that deadline and then you miss it and then, you know, sort of go, you know, they didn't make any statements, didn't say, you know, oh, we're working on it. We're, you know, on our way. It was just sort of a, uh, they didn't, they didn't mention anything until they actually published the RFA uh, on their website. Uh, but that's out now. And now platform providers have 30 days to submit bid packages to the commission. That's going to be on, I think the deadline for that is August 9th. It still remains to be seen if the applicants will be made public. So, you know, I don't know on August 9th if we'll know that DraftKings or FanDuel or, you know, PointsBet or William Hill, if they submit bid packages to be a part of the program. But we'll so see. Just examples you're giving of, yes. of suspected companies that might vie for this. So this is a critical 30-day period that we're in right now between July 9th and August 9th mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, for these companies to get in their proposals. And what, what, are the, what do these proposals entail? What do the companies need to provide to the Gaming Commission? Is it the Gaming Commission? It is the New York Gaming Commission. Um, so this is actually kind of interesting, uh, and this is a little different than how other states are doing it. So... 
each company has to provide in their bid package several factors or several plans on how they're going to provide services in the state. And then these will actually be valued as points in the bid package. So I'll, g- I'll give you an example. One category, uh, expertise in the market of the applicant and the applicant's proposed operators carries a value of up to 25 points in the in the bid package. So, you know, these companies are going to have to demonstrate how they're going to provide online sports betting in New York. They're going to have to give examples of, you know, when they can get the program up and running, uh, how they'll advertise, uh, what kind of promotional plans they'll have uh, in their programs. And then these are going to be given points. To even be accepted or to even be in the running for one of the licenses, they have to score at least 60 points out of a possible 75. So the providers that actually reach this 60-point level will then be notified, and then they'll have to go through a whole other, uh, I think there's like an oral presentation. It, it, it almost kind of like reminds me of like a uh, like high school all over again. Like they're going to be giving oral presentations. They're going to be giving arguments as to why they should be given licenses. And then after all that, the Gaming Commission will award at least two licenses to these uh, uh, platform providers. So they're being scored on a criteria such as how much in taxes they're willing to pay. The, um, taxes is, that's the biggest variability in the scoring grid. So uh, right, they all have expertise in offering sports wagering. They do. But so I'll give you an example. Uh, the point values for ta- for what the proposed taxation rates on mobile sports wagering gross gaming revenue. If a company is willing to be taxed between 12.5% to 30%, they get three points. 30% to 40%, they get 10 points. 40% to 50% is 15 points. A 50% tax rate is 20 points. But now this is where the this is where the variability comes in. For every percentage they're willing to go over 50%, they'll be awarded one additional point. So if you're uh, willing to be taxed at a rate of 55%, you'll be awarded 25 points. I have seen several analysts saying that it's going to take at least 60% to actually be awarded one of these licenses, that which is, is an insane, yeah, it's an insane, it's an insane value, but you're also talking about potentially the biggest online sports betting market in the entire country. Is there any other industry or tax regime that is comparable to this? I can't think of one off the top of my head where the government has private actors compete for who will pay them the most for one of these limited licenses. It is. It's, it's, it's an interesting way of putting it. And I I haven't really thought about that, but it is really like, you know, they're going to be competing against each other. And then bring, you know, think about it this way too. Uh, Are the platform providers are going to have to reach a revenue sharing agreement with the platform operators. So if they are agreed to be taxed for 60% or a 60% rate on their gross gaming revenue, they're only going to, you know, that, that remaining 40%, they're going to have to share with the platform operators as well. So they're all vying to give away as big of a portion of the pie, I guess you could say, to get one of these licenses. But, you know, by all accounts, this could be 
the biggest market, the biggest online sports market in the state. I mean, New Jersey is tops right now, but you know, by all evaluations, New York's market should should take over that crown. You know, who knows when, but it, it should at one point in time. I think we mentioned maybe on our episode or maybe it was a different episode that there's a Starbucks parking lot in Secaucus, New Jersey, right across the New York border. That is something that is like the number one sports gambling site in the country or something like that, mm-hmm, because so mm-hmm. many New Yorkers go over there to play Absol- bets right now. Absolutely. I mean, there one of the biggest, you know, one thing that has been thrown out throughout this whole process is there have been several studies done that have shown that when you know when New York does legalize online sports betting, it's really going to cut New Jersey because, like you said, so many people go over the bridges and cross into Jersey every NFL Sunday, you know, Saturdays to place their college bets. It's really going to cut into Jersey. I mean, Jersey is enjoying, uh, you know, they're, they're tops of the top right now in the country. But they should be a little worried when this gets legalized and when this, you know, all starts to uh, get in a high gear in New York because all of a sudden those people going into, you know, the Meadowlands, uh, the casinos there, I, is it going to dry up? I mean, it probably won't dry up completely, but a lot of people are going to stay home and bet from the comfort of their own homes in New York. So this isn't a matter of if, this is a matter of when, right? The, the, the oh, yeah. proposals are coming in platform providers are going to be chosen and this is going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who actually, you know, what, what companies get in, you know, if, if I was a betting man, uh, no pun intended, uh, I would say that DraftKings and, you know, FanDuel, you know, the two Titans in the country right now will submit bid packages where, you know, they play as both the platform provider and the platform operator. The only thing you have to note there is that in each bid, you have to have two platform operators. So one of those platform operators could, you know, if DraftKings submits a bid, they could be one of the platform operators, but then another sports, they're going to have to list another sports book to be the second platform platform provider needs to have sort of two sub providers. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Two skins. You could say basically to sort of be the front end of their uh, sports betting program. And presumably the skin will agree to also pay whatever their share is of exorbitant taxes and Mm -hmm. everything else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So we still believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that this will be launched by Super Bowl 2022. Well, I think it will be launched, you know, I, I've spoken with sort of, you know, uh, I'm in close contact with um, Senator Joseph uh, Adabo Jr., who is sort of the, the legislative face of uh, sports betting in the state. He wasn't happy that they missed the July 1st deadline, but, you know, he has been um, quick to remind everybody that it was only by a week. And I spoke with him last week, and this is what he told me. This is a quote uh, that he gave ESNY. We're breaking news here. Uh, well, yeah, as breaking as it can be from an article that was published last week. Uh, <laughs> he said, I'm an eternal optimist. Uh, with a little initiative, the Gaming Commission could get something up and running by the end of the year. He has been, he's been very clear that he thinks sports betting will start by the end of 2021. But he has reminded everybody that it's not like turning on a light switch. You just don't flip a switch and then online sports betting is up and running in the state. It takes a lot of time to get something up and running. Um, 
you know, you're, you're bound to have some bugs. You're bound to have some problems. For example, in New Hampshire, uh, DraftKings does New Hampshire's uh, entire program. And New Hampshire is obviously a much smaller market than New York. It took them months to get everything uh, at full capacity. They ran into a lot of problems. So you never know what you're going to find. But continuing with his comment, he said, hopefully within the end of the NFL playoff season and definitely up and running at full capacity by the Super Bowl. So his goal is to have everything in New York completely up and running by the Super Bowl in February in 2022. And I don't think that's like, I don't think that is an impossible goal for New York to reach. I, I think it could definitely happen. But for the for the companies that are hoping to get a slice of this pie, the time is now, right? We have until August 9th, and and then that's it. August 9th is when um, they have to submit their bids, and then I'll I'll give you the rest of the uh, schedule here. So August 9th is when the bids are due, and then I believe they have, and believe in September uh, they will be notified uh, if they reach that 60 point level as i said before then after that as i said before they have to give uh oral presentations as to why you know they'd be the best provider uh for the state and then i think they have a couple weeks to mull it over the gaming commission um they'll reach out and they'll let the uh bid uh applicants um, know that if know that if their if their packages need to be amended, uh, they'll you know tell them that they need to make some changes, and then hopefully, uh, but oh, it says um, the gaming commission will then select applicants uh, who will be given license before December sixth, twenty twenty one. So that's sort of going to be the deadline there. Interesting, Robert Linehan. Thank you for joining me again to update us on this uh, this legislation, which we're all watching at the edge of our seats. Where can people find you for more information? Uh, you can read my stuff on uh, Elite Sports New York, uh, and you can also follow along on Twitter. Uh, I'm there at at r l i n n e h a n x l. That's at r linehan x l on Twitter. And uh, thank you for having me. It's always fun to jump on to talk some New York sports betting. And uh, hey, hopefully we don't miss any more deadlines. Thank you for joining. This is Stephen Jacobs. On Twitter, I'm at Stephen B. Jacobs. As always, this podcast is intended for entertainment purposes and not for legal advice. But you can always reach out to me on Twitter or at stephen.jacobs at hsf.com if you have any questions. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye.